superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you're good enough to win the East, you should beat the Nets. This is the Rick Dyson Show. Ah, yes, sir. Yes, yes, yes. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Durant, Tatum, Jalen Brown, Kyrie, let's go. Let's go! Earlier on the show, NFL Network insider Ian Rappaport, CBS Sports NFL analyst Charles Davis. Coming up, NFL Hall of Fame quarterback Kurt Warner. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Hour number three of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. Everybody, welcome to this third hour. We've already spoken to Ian Rappaport and Charles Davis, my colleagues from the NFL Media Group, who are going to be with me two weeks from tonight in Las Vegas, Nevada, for the first round of the 2022 NFL Draft. Intrigue is building. Very excited to be here with you in hour number three when we'll get a phone call in about uh, 18 minutes time from uh, the one and only great Kurt Warner. He'll be on this program. Uh, 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Chris Brockman is in his position. So is Jay Felly. And for DJ, Mikey D is in D's nuts. Good to see you over there, TJ Jefferson, in hour number three of this program. I want to say hi to all our fans in Sheboygan. Why did you choose that? uh, I just, I like Sheboygan. You like saying the word? I like or? saying the word Sheboygan. Yeah. All right. Sheboygan rocks. If we only had somebody in Sheboygan on the phone line right now. That would have been <laughs> That's perfect. what's up. Thank you very much. That's what's up, yes. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, oh, Kurt's going to join us right now. Fantastic. Right here on this edition of the Rich oh, Eisen Show. Let's nice. do it. And then we'll get a news update coming up right here on the program. Love this guy. Can't wait to hang with him on uh, on the um, on the third night, of uh, the first night, pardon me, of the NFL draft. Joining me here on the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line is none other than Pro Football Hall of Famer Kurt Warner. How are you doing, Kurt? I'm doing good, buddy. How are you? I am doing great. All right. Uh, let's just jump right into it. Uh, I assume you have grinded tape on some top uh, quarterback prospects. I've seen your QB confidential uh, videos that you've been tweeting out there from your uh, your Twitter account. So, which one jumps out at you? Which one do you believe is um, is the the best prospect? I'm not talking about right now. I'm talking about you think has the best shot at uh, at a long and successful career in the NFL, Kurt Warner. Yeah, you, you know, there's so many different ways to look at it, Rich, uh, with each of these guys. And one of the things I try to do when I break down the tape is look at the positives and then look at you know what you might say the negatives or the things that they need to work on. And, you know, I think we've all heard it with all of these guys is, you know, this class, I don't know if it's a stellar class with what they've done or coming in and you say, oh, man, surefire guys here and there. I think all of them have pluses. 
and, you know, all have things that they're going to have to work on at the next level. And so, you know, a lot of it really does depend on how you look at it. You know me, I'm, I'm always looking at it from the standpoint of playing the position and understanding what you're seeing and being accurate with the football and, and making those kind of plays. A lot of people will look at the athleticism part of it because we see so many guys in the league that, you know, are playing the position more athletically now than ever before. And so I look at it and I say Kenny Pickett to me, based on what he did last year, seems to be the most complete, um, you know, quarterback at this particular time. And so, you know, if I'm staking my claim on one of these guys, I'd probably stake it right there. Uh, Solid, he's a guy that does a lot of good things with his feet, buys time, makes plays, accurate, uh, had a great year, uh, as we all know, at Pitt. Um, Malik Willis, I, I know, intrigues a lot of people. And you can watch the film, and, and there's some things that jump off the, the tape at you that, that would excite you. Um, but I think there's also some things that he's got to work on to become a complete quarterback. So, um, you know, depending on what you're looking at from that position, uh, I'm going to lean towards Keddy Pickett just because of how I like to see the position. Um, you know, but there's a lot of upside for, for Malik Willis. Okay, so uh, Pickett, you're talking about um, uh, the processing where he sees and he understands and he knows and you see that on tape and then you also see the results. Is that, is exactly. that the difference, Maker? The, the feel inside the pocket of what you're seeing, being able to go through your progressions, understanding how to make different kinds of throws. You know, that's one thing. We still get so enamored by the physical aspects. You know, we see these pro days and these guys that make these – 60-yard throws, throw, you know, falling to their left, and everybody's like, ooh, wow, awesome. And, you know, when I watch pro days or when I watch the combine, I watch to see if quarterbacks understand how to make the different kinds of throws, which throws need to have touch on them, uh, which throws need to be driven a little bit more. You know, do you have the ability to make a certain throw different ways? And so that to me is about, you know, quarterback intelligence and, you know, understanding, you know, what – you know, what you need to do, because if I'm making this throw, I'm only throwing it if this happens. So I make this kind of throw. The footwork ties in it, all that stuff. So I just, you know, when I broke down the tape, I just thought the most complete player when you put all of those things together was Kenny Pickett. All right, so now let's play the what would you do Kurt Warner game right here. And I know that might make you a little uncomfortable, but I'm going to do it anyway because we're on live radio on television and I'm putting you on the spot. Um, you're the Panthers sixth overall. You don't have another selection until the fourth round. You've got Sam Darnold in the fold. You're also a coach who has uh, got a uh, an owner who might have an itchy finger, um, certainly after you are um, uh, now in year three, year four of your tenure. Do you pull the trigger on Kenny Pickett, sixth overall, if you're the Carolina Panthers? Does it work? Is it a fit? Uh, I do. Well, just because I, I believe, you know, Sam Darnold, and, and again, you can – probably compare who Sam Darnold was coming out or even some of the things that he's shown us in the NFL. And, and you may be able to make an argument, you know, just, you know, apples to apples looking at tape. Oh, Sam Darnold just as good as Kenny Pickett or maybe a little bit better at some of the things that he's done. But it hasn't worked. And that, to me, is the key, is that you can look at a lot of things, but the bottom line is you had him there and it didn't work. And, you know, he, he never got over the hump like you thought. And we talk about it every week on our show, Rich, is that this is the quarterback-driven league. You've got to have that guy. And it's not always just, oh, when I watch tape, you know, the arm's stronger or the accuracy's there. You're trying to find a great 
leader. You're trying to find a guy that people can rally around, believe in, and when you step on the field every Sunday, they believe you have a chance to win. And if you don't have one of those guys, you better get one of those guys. Or nothing else really matters to me, um, you know, just because of the way the game is played. And so it just hasn't worked for them with Sam Darnold that I do believe, you know, whether it's Kenny Pickett or, or one of these other guys that they really like, I do believe if you're in a position to go get one, you have to go get one. Otherwise, you're going to be in the same boat at the end of the year as everybody else. Hey, we you know, maybe had a solid year, but we're not competing for anything because we don't have that guy. And, you know, it, it, with the way money is thrown around in a lot of different positions, you know, to be able to draft a guy, you know, you're not tied to them forever. And so I, I do believe those teams that need a quarterback, if you're in position to get one, you go and get one. If, if you feel strongly enough about what you know, they're capable of doing in their you know, first-round selection, you go get them at six, and you try to build around them. And if it doesn't work after a couple of years, you've got to go find the guy. And that's just you know, the nature of this beast. You know, we look every year and we say, okay, these eight teams have a chance to win the Super Bowl. Why? Because they've got a quarterback. So, that, so I, that, you know, that's how I always look at that position. Sure. And so let me just go a step further then. You said if you're in a position – to go get one, you should. What about purposefully placing yourself in that position when you're currently not in that one? Like, say, the Saints. Would you, if you're six, you got 16 and 19, you just traded back into the first round uh, for a second pick using next year's draft capital? You know, the Giants are sitting there at five. If uh, the rest of the league feels the same way that you do about Pickett and Carolina, do you go up into the fifth spot and? give the Giants that godfather offer and go get Kenny Pickett? Do you do that well, based on your viewing? Well, and, and I think that's the next piece of this, is how sold are you on these guys to be the next guy? You know, you, you mentioned the Saints, who obviously have a couple draft picks there to, to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I look at Jameis Winston, and I say, no, I'm, not, I'm going to build a team around Jameis Winston because okay. I've seen Jameis at this level do a lot of good things. I know. You know, he's got to get out of his own way, and he's got to get better protecting the football. We, we all understand that. But what I've seen on tape with Jameis Winston, to me, is better than what I've seen from any of these guys. So I don't do that. You know, I had Jameis, you know, for that partial, you know, what he did last year for, you know, a few games, and I thought he was doing some really, really good things in that time period. Um, you know, that, that you have a good team and you got those picks, I stay where I'm at if I'm the Saints um, because I'm not necessarily convinced that the guy I go up and get is better than the guy I have in the building right now. And I think that becomes, you know, you don't want to mortgage a whole bunch of stuff and give away draft picks that can get you some really, really good football players unless you're sold on that QB, um, you know, being better than, than what you have. So then which other guy, Kurt Warner here on the Rich Eisen Show, who else whose tape you've looked at do you think has the potential, even if it is a second, third round uh, kid, to be, say, Dak or Russell Wilson or anybody else, Derek Carr? from a, yeah, a second round um, spot what do you think good question um, thank you and, and i'm not and i'm not sold on on any of the guys necessarily okay. uh, again i think there's things that are intriguing 
You know, Desmond Ritter, I think he does some things, and you hear about his maturity and his leadership, which, is, which goes a long way. But I don't feel like he plays the position athletically enough. And I know that's kind of a relative term because it's not about how fast he runs or, you know, quick he is. It's about being able to control the ball with, with his body. You know, when you watch Aaron Rodgers and you watch Patrick Mahomes throw from these different platforms and, and can do things like that almost effortlessly, I think you need to play the position that way. You know, even for a guy like myself, I could make those kinds of throws, even though people wouldn't look at me and say I was an athletic guy. I, I played the position athletically, and so I worry about some of those different throws from, from Desmond Ritter. So I'm not fully convinced there. You know, Matt Corral, there's some really good things. He's very compact in his delivery, which is stuff that I really, really like. But I'm, I'm not sure with the second-level type throws if he's a difference maker there uh, like I think you need to be at the next level. Sam Howell is a guy that, that intrigues me. Um, I think he's a gifted thrower. Uh, he, he pushes the ball down the field extremely well. He's tough. He's athletic enough. And so he's probably the guy of all of these guys that intrigues me. When I saw him at the Combine, he was smaller than I thought he would be. Uh, you know, kind of listed at 6'2", and I'm not even 6'2", so I thought, okay, you know, no problems. And then, you know, kind of, I think, measured in right around six foot, maybe a little bit above that. So a little bit smaller than I thought uh, he was. So uh, I don't know how all that plays in. You know, we talk a lot about that. But he's probably the guy in that next tier that intrigues me a little bit. Has played a lot of football, has made a lot of plays, um, you know, thrown for a bunch of yards uh, at North Carolina. So he's probably the guy, I think, that jumps out to me that goes, I don't fully know what he is, but I think he's got some gifts there that, uh, that, that could be unique if he's able to translate them to the next level. Kurt Warner here, Pro Football Hall of Famer, my buddy, my compadre from the NFL Media Group and Westwood One Radio right here on the Rich Eisen Show. What a march, man. I mean, we haven't spoken. That was insane. Insane. I mean, from, from Brady coming out of retirement all the way to Bobby Wagner winding up with the Rams. I mean, that, that two-and-a-half-week stretch was off the charts. I'm going to ask you a sports talk radio question. I'll give you four uh, transactions, two wide receivers on the move, two quarterbacks on the move, and you tell me which one is going to make the biggest difference come the fall, best you can tell right here. Devontae Adams going to the Raiders, Tyreek Hill to the Dolphins, Russell Wilson to the Broncos, and then Matt Ryan to Indianapolis. Which one of those do you think will have the biggest impact this fall, Kurt Warner? What do you think? First, let me say I, I, I like all the moves. All of those guys are going to help their teams in different ways. Um, but when you know, I break it all down, yes. uh, you know, I say to myself, Tyreek Hill, unbelievable. Still a lot of questions on if Tua can use him correctly. And that, to me, is going to be something that's going to be fascinating because they put the pieces together. So I'm going to X out Tyreek Hill. Okay. Matt Ryan, I think, helps that team and makes them better with his leadership. But, again, I don't think he's necessarily the difference maker to get them over the top with where he's at in his career. So it falls to those other two moves right there. I'm going to lean towards Devontae Adams. Um, he's a special player. He's a guy that gives Derek Carr uh, a, a unique beast, you know, on the other side of, of guys like Darren Waller. And, you know, I, I'm a big fan of Derek Carr. I, I think he, when he plays aggressively and attacks and has guys to do that, he's a different kind of quarterback. And so I'm excited to see that move. As much as I like Russell Wilson in Denver, 
I'm still not 100% sold on all the young pieces around him that I know everybody says, oh, they're ready to win a championship. I'm not fully sold that all those guys just become great players because Russell Wilson's there, even though Russell makes them better. Plus, you know, understanding what is in that division. I'm going to go with Devontae Adams being, uh, you know, the biggest of those four moves and will have the biggest impact uh, in that division, um, you know, this fall. Just the other day, Kurt, um, I came up with my top five teams in the AFC, which got so much more, um, you know, competitive, so much deeper of a pool of the conference, right? And so... um, I, I and in in putting those five together, I had three AFC West teams in there, and I had the 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 team that was the best ranked. I had the Raiders at the top, yep. and because I I like the addition of Chandler Jones, yep. you know Waller, Carr, and and again you can't discount the fact that Carr and Devontae Adams have thrown to each other before, and they you know they were roommates. So it, 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 Carr and getting his contract yesterday said throwing to. Uh, Adams is like riding a bike. You know what I'm saying? Like this is not going to be that much of a of a of a transition when yeah, when I mean, they get makes, there. He makes the game easier for a quarterback because he wins so quickly and creates separation. So you know, Derek has been good. He gives the ability to make Derek even better. Josh Jacobs, if he gets healthy again, and in right. fact, I mean, I, I just, I do. I, I like the pieces. This is a team that battled down the stretch with all the things they went through last year, battled down the stretch, got into the playoffs, had a chance to even beat Cincy on the, you know, on the road. So I just think that one addition and, and all the focus that has to go to a Devontae Adams makes this team dramatically better. And like you said, I love Chandler Jones uh, being here in Arizona, get to know him and just the leader he is. I think he's huge on the other side of Mac. So I'm, I am. I'm excited about where they're at. And I think they're, you know, the team in the division that got, you know, better than anybody else. And, uh, you know, you wonder about the Chiefs without Tyreek Hill. You know, where are they? You know, do they fall closer to the pack without – the difference maker there. So I, I do look for the Raiders to uh, to make a move and, and, you know, be in the playoffs again, and, and we'll see how far they can go. All right, one last one for you before I send you into your, your rest of your day. The one last, what would you do, Kurt Warner? If you, you, again, you've grinded the tape on these kids, you haven't really met them face-to-face interview style, right, for half an hour or for a full day like some of these teams have, but just seeing the tape and seeing – what they might be able to do. Would you rather draft one of these kids and have the four or maybe five years of contractual control with them or go and acquire Baker Mayfield with that chip on his shoulder um, and one-year deal left and maybe see if he's the guy? What would you rather do, Kurt? Um, you know, uh, I think it depends on your team. Because, I, I, you know, I think we've seen enough of Baker to know what Baker's strengths are. And I do believe with the right team around him that Baker can make difference making throws and can be a good quarterback in this league. I'm not sure he's a championship quarterback and I'm not sure he's a quarterback that can carry you. So again, depending on the dynamic of your team, um, I do believe there's probably some upside of Baker that, you know, that most of these quarterbacks in the drafts draft don't have, but we've got a book on him and, you know, we kind of know what his limitations are in my opinion. So if that doesn't fit what you're trying or, you know, or maybe just the bottom line is, I don't know if he's a championship quarterback. So if I'm asking that question, um, 
maybe, you know, I'm probably telling you, I'm going to try one of these other guys. I'm going to see if they've got the makeup to be a championship quarterback if I don't believe Baker is that guy, and I haven't seen that yet. Good quarterback can be a starter in this league, but I don't believe he's a championship quarterback at this stage in his career, and that's what I want if I'm going to get a guy. So I guess I'm, I'm probably telling you I would probably draft one of these guys if I felt like my team was in a place to compete for you know a championship or whatever. Um, you know, So it is related to the situation, I guess I have to say, but I would probably go draft a guy before I would, you know, extend something on Baker and have to, you know, pay him that starter's money that that he's going to get. Kurt, thanks for the time. You know, I don't know if you saw some of these mock drafts out there uh, have no quarterbacks taken in the first round. So if that happens two weeks from tonight, do you have tickets to the Blue Man Group instead no, or something no, like shit, that? For... Man, come on. Come on. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't do that to me. I'm sitting I mean, grinding tape. I'm watching the top 50. But you know I only want to talk about these quarterbacks. No, you so don't. You want to talk do, about more than that, do Kurt. That to me right now. <laughs> Let's just assume all five are going to go in the first round. Okay. So I've got some excitement going in. And I don't it'll, can be get a, a long, it'll be a long night if that happens. No, I get a dinner reservation in your back pocket just in case. <laughs> like around 25th overall, we don't see any quarterbacks taken. You're just like, where's Kurt? Well, he's I'm already at dinner. I'm just going to sneak out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, there's tickets. There's, there's, I mean, Vegas isn't going to stop for the draft. Vegas stops for no man, no, right. no event. For so nothing. Okay. Just All right, brother. I, I will be there, and I'm, I'm hoping we get at least a few. <laughs> Take care, Kurt. You're the All best. Right, All right, buddy. There's Kurt Warner, everybody, right here on the Rich Eisen Show. I'll tell you this right now. Kurt would rather, he, he wants to talk about all the draft choices. And if there's no quarterbacks taken and he's not on the air, oh, that'll be fun. <laughs> I'll, have one, I'll have fun sitting there on the draft set just kind of depressing. Like, where's Kurt? Is Kurt all right? But it sounds like he, he would take Pickett sixth overall. And if, if the Panthers are of that mindset, and you think Pickett is good enough to be sixth overall in the Panthers, and you feel the same way about Kenny Pickett, that is what we would say in Las Vegas, Nevada, for the New York football Giants jackpot. Jackpot. That's hitting 21. That's hitting 21. That is... Seven. That's all of it, baby. That's it. That's it. That's your number hitting on roulette. That's it. Bonus on the somebody's out there loves Kenny Pickett is afraid that the Panthers equally love him and we're going to go get him and that gives the Giants more draft capital on Thursday night two weeks from now and maybe even next year certainly if um, Daniel Jones isn't the guy and you know that and you've made your evaluation you have two picks in next year's draft to maybe go get somebody oh baby that's exactly what the Giants want tasty and that's what you'd want too, Chris, because then you, sir, that would be jackpot for you. Yeah. That would make Kenny Pickett a top five yeah. quarterback at the end of the day. Crisp Andrew Jackson in my pocket. That's what's on the line here? 20 bucks? No, I think it was 100. I was really? He's yeah. <laughs> just upping this. Every single, every oh, because time. he still thinks he's going to yeah, win. Is exactly, that what happened? Exactly. What is it? Can we get exactly. it out there? Was it 20 I'd bucks? have to review the tape, Rich. I, I'm not quite sure. It's the Duke Brothers times 20 or 100. What is it? 20. It's well, my, 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 my normal bet is just a dollar, but I think this was 20 bucks. All right, Randolph. Pay that man his money. There you go. Rich, after the break, yes. we got breaking wide receiver news. Okay, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's take a break right now. CD Lamb? 
What no. do you want out of CD? No, you just said news. Maybe By the CD- way, if he said it's breaking wide receiver news and it's about CD Lamb, wow. that would be a bad situation yeah, it could for be you. CD signed an <laughs> NFT deal, or you know, CD just yeah, signed with Team what, Jordan. Oh my it, it god, it could be anything. Like, you know, do you, he wants a new segment. What's up with CD Lamb? <laughs> what is this guy doing? What That's what's up. You? Honestly, <laughs> that is not what's up. I just wondered, guys. Okay, all right, let's take a break here on the Rich Eisen Show. Your phone calls and that Gallup, tasty bit of news and a new segment coming up. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guests is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed 844-204-RICH number to dial here on the Rich Eisen Show, Richard in Tucson, Arizona. What's up, Richard? Hey, Rich. Thanks for taking my call. You got I'm it. really, really happy about your position with preventing us from seeing a possible perfect game. Um, I, I've been a, a Diamondback fan since they came into Arizona, and I had the very good fortune of watching a lot of Randy Johnson games. Um, I was there when he threw 20 strikeouts against Cincinnati. But the best the best memory I have is when he threw a perfect game against Atlanta. And I had the I was working out in the gym. They didn't have a monitor, so I got to listen on the radio. And let me tell you, listening to a perfect game, pitch by pitch, by Greg Schulte on the radio, huh, it doesn't get any better than that. Yeah, I know, man. And, and, you know, I did some research and. Over under how many games have been played in Major League Baseball is north of 200,000. And there's only 23 perfect games. So, I mean, to miss that opportunity, and it's not that he would have pitched a perfect game, but just miss the opportunity was um, was unfortunate. And again, and thanks for the call, Richard. The reason why we're so upset about it is because of the way the game is being played now. We're just folding that into – um, 
we're folding it into a decision made based on metrics. And again, I don't think it was a decision based on metrics, on analytics, on for us to win the game, you've got to come out. The game was pretty much over. Um, that it was essentially just a, a, a precautionary move. And that may make the smartest sense because we're not talking about Kershaw having a, a season-ending injury today because he tried for it. We're not. But that's, that's why we're upset about it. Is again, the way the game is being played today, it's all about trying to figure out a way using numbers, using probability to win a game and not just rely on gut and feel. That's it. And fair or not to conflate the two or I'm, I'm that's that's what I'm saying is that it just seems to be part and parcel of the the world under which Randy Johnson's never being taken out of a game no matter what. And the best pitchers in the games today are all on pitch counts and they're all being taken out no matter what the gut and feel is because that's what the numbers say. Is there a pitcher in baseball that is above it, right? Sure. I mean, who is it? Where, where, uh, the, Justin, where you're never taking Justin, the guy? Justin Verlander. No, no, no. no Max Scherzer. Well, I mean, no, but they're, Scherzer just, you know, had a Scherzer hamstring. Scherzer so hard, he had a dead arm. And then, right, and a dead arm. And, and Verlander, I mean, he, he got hurt last year. There was like a Verlander-Cole-Yankees-Astros game. One, I think it was recently where Cole went nine, and it was just amazing. And I remember he stared at like uh, Aaron Boone, like no, no way, just stay uh, in Matt there. Matt Harvey, in a few years ago, five, six years uh, ago, was I, doing that. And I know what this is age old about leaving the guy in too long, and it'll cost you. Like Pedro, I mean, Grady Little is still a four letter word, you know. So, but, but, but this is different. It also, just feels also different. Like, What's 20 more pitches? Let's be honest. Like The odds of probably pitching a perfect game were the odds that Kershaw was going to get hurt. Like, And then maybe he gives up a hit five pitches later and you take him out. Great. At least you tried. Like You're just trying to pretend. You're trying to fool everybody into the guise of like big picture, long season. You're telling everyone that you don't try. We're the team that doesn't try On, because we're, we're, we're thinking big picture. No, you're lying to your fans. Like, it's crap. It sucks. Well, you're going to take off your opinionating hat and put on the hat of a newsman <laughs> right now. Can you make that transition? You well, need me to tap dance according, according to the open, I'm oh, not even right. a newsman. Right. Yeah, My mean, bad. Yeah, get it right. Roll it. And now, with a report of the day's news from the world of sports and entertainment, someone who is not a journalist or newsman by any definition of the word whatsoever... It's Chris Brockman. All right, Christopher. I can literally say whatever I want because I'm not a newsman. Um, I think you should still uh, have some sort of comportment of professionalism. Hey, Rich, who is one of your favorite people to slag on in 2022? James Dolan. In 2022. 2022. Um, I don't know. You sat behind him at a Super Bowl once. Oh, um, Urban? Urban Meyer spoke, guys. Well, I mean, what do you mean slag? Of course, you called him a fraud. Well, I mean, that's not uh, slagging on somebody is just to to do it just to do it. I mean, I'm um, Rich is saying he has a reason. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All Whatever. Right. Maybe slag was the wrong <laughs> word. All right. Fine. Anyway, he spoke. You guys, you want to hear? His, you want to hear what he said? 
I, I know what he said. Go ahead and lay it out there, Chris. <laughs> he was asked if he actually didn't know who Aaron Donald was on the Tim May podcast. Roll it. First of all, there's no there's no way you didn't know who Aaron Donald was, right? You know, I I, I when I heard someone told me that, and it's you know I've heard <laughs> silly things before in my life. I, I it's almost you shouldn't even address something like that. It's so silly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't know who Aaron Donald is. Well, first of all, let me just say this. I don't know. I don't know. No, 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 no. But he just doesn't want to dignify it with a response. The problem is that there has been a zero dignity in everything else that's been alleged uh, that he did and that he has let uh, go on, you know, unchallenged. Again, I don't know who Tim May is, but way to, way to, way to, you know, lead the witness. There's no way you didn't know who the most talented player in the NFL was, right? There's no way you kicked your kicker, right? <laughs> there's no there's there's no way you went up to your quarterback and told him to slow it down because guys from Florida need it slow need to be have stuff slowed down, right? You didn't do that, right? You didn't just uh, uh, not come home on the team plane, right? You didn't. <laughs> You didn't, you didn't bench James Robinson and then have your quarterback come up to you and say, why isn't he in the game? And then uh, then go out, go out afterwards and say it wasn't your responsibility and it, and it was during the game, right? <laughs> so when you say slag on it, here's why I'm and, – and, and I know folks whenever I go in, if you will, on Urban Meyer, that it's a Michigan-Ohio State thing. It is not. Uh, because Urban Meyer was on this program prior to a Michigan-Ohio State game, and he was kind enough to call in. We had met during uh, a draft coverage where, you know, it was all professional, and and um, he's been on this show. He came on as the Jacksonville Jaguars head coach. So if it was a Michigan-Ohio State thing, he would have never appeared on this program. Trust me, the amount of times that he kicked Michigan's ass. It's when you're in the NFL – and you know how hard people work and how hard scouts work and how hard front offices work and how hard assistant coaches work and how hard coaches work for a reputation. And you hear all this stuff that he came in and he did. And he went on Tim May's podcast and, and also said he didn't win enough. That's why he he got fired. No, 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 no. A lot of coaches haven't won enough over years and gotten fired. He didn't make it through his first season and got fired because of other things that led to losing and also did not lead to anybody believe that he was a viable head coach in the NFL because he knew nothing about the way that it worked and always wanted everybody to make sure that they adjusted to him. Which is why it's believable he didn't know who Aaron Donald was. But we're to believe otherwise. Word taken. Tim May covered Ohio State for the Columbus Post-Dispatch. There you go. He retired in 2018. (laughs) You didn't know. There's no way you didn't know who he was, even though it was also alleged you also didn't know who Jamal Adams was. Wasn't just Aaron Donald. So put that aside. Let's just, you know what? Let's give him one. What about the other (laughs) stuff I just brought up? What else, Chris? <laughs> a couple other NFL <laughs> notes. Uh, Mike Giardi, our NFL Network colleague. And by the way, I didn't know you were bringing that up. I saw, I had seen that earlier today. I had no idea you were about to bring that up. So, 
Well, I'm a newsman. So you're, no, no, no. It's okay. I'm just, I'm, I'm just, toes. I don't know. Actually, I don't know what you're bringing up now either. So I don't know why that was a point. Mike, <laughs> Mike Giardi saying the Panthers have talked to numerous teams about trading down from number six in a couple weeks. And Stefan Gilmore visiting the Colts yesterday. Okay. He's still a free agent. All right. Well, NBA here. Uh, Steph Curry, he has not played in quite some time, was on Draymond Green's podcast talking about if he'll be ready for game one this weekend. How is your health? Like, um, are you expecting to be ready for game one? Are you not expecting to be ready for game? I also need to know this for my personal <laughs> sanity as well. So how are you feeling as far as, uh, you know, being ready to play this weekend? And the goal has always been game one, but it's all like just dealing with the pain that comes with, you know, the injury that I had in my foot. So, and, you know, the, the uh, the wear and tear that comes with, uh, with an injury like that. But the goal has always been game one. The goal still remains game one. Uh, very optimistic that it will be game one. And uh, whatever that means, like you said, I just want to be available. And we know what time of year it is. We, we ain't been in the playoffs for two years. It is kind of weird to think about that. Yes, it is. <laughs> and I'm so freaking juiced because uh, I know how much I love that environment. First time in this building, which would be interesting. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to miss none of it. So that's the goal. Um, and I would – It'd be hard pressed to, you know, for anything to kind of keep me out of that, but we'll see. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go, Steph Curry. LF to the G. (laughs) Most likable player in all of American sports. If you don't like Steph Curry, I don't know if you just like uh, anything that's to be liked. (laughs) And, and. You don't like giving puppies. You you know, you just don't like anything. You like nothing. If you don't look (laughs) at Steph Curry and smile and go, I root for that guy. That's true. And then secondly, as somebody who was on the Warriors from minute one this year, uh, let's go. Oh, I would love to be made sage. Yeah, we don't need that. Yeah. We don't don't need that. Uh, By the way, that's 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 a potent brew right there of, yeah, champions like Curry, and green and clay. It's been two years. Haven't done it in this building. Let's go. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen this year. What's not going to happen this year? Going on a run. Steph starts feeling spry again. Draymond is the facilitator he always has been. Clay is splashing down. Jordan Poole hasn't met a shot he doesn't like. Puts it in the basket. Steve Kerr's dialing all up. Let's play a little defense. Andre Iguodala finds a fountain of youth. What else? Let's go. The mitten, the mitten, the mitten, the mitten, the mitten. Yeah, I'm cooling the mitten. (laughs) Gary Payton the second. Let's go. Come on now. Don't sleep on the Warriors. Do not sleep on my Golden State Warriors. (laughs) Oh, yes. Rich, also a team that you uh, really love this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves. You love their celebration the other night, huh? You know what I say? Don't hate. Congratulate. Rich Eisen's turned into a basketball man, Chris Well, you know, you know who's hating is uh, the NBA. They fined Patrick Beverly $30,000 oh, for, for, for his post-game remarks at the podium and on social media about the Clippers. Okay, well, what, did he, what did he do? I think there were several... Inappropriate statements, including the egregious use of profanity. Yeah, there were several like bleep thems and bleep yous, I think. Wow, and, potty mouth. <laughs> you know, I mean, I get it. Potty I mouth mean, Beverly. <laughs> 30K lighter. OG Pat Bev. Damn. OG Pat Bev. So clean it up. 
Clear I mean, up. look, my man was hyped. He was hyped. He had every reason to be he hyped. Was, as I was trying to tell you, going in that game, he he he, he, yes. was on, he was on one. He felt he felt disregarded, dismissed, disrespected. disrespected. You do not. You do not. Do that to Patrick Beverly to the Los Angeles that. Clippers in a playing tank, playing game. I didn't want any part of that game. The playing tournament. That's right. It will go down. It will go down forever in a record book that we don't know exists anywhere because is this true? is not playoffs the, the game or regular exist, season. Right? Hey, hey, man, Trey Young last night. What a great performance! Uh, and and those those numbers go where to the I, ether. Guys are so sick. <laughs> Gone. Uh, in the NFL news, we teased Rich. Um, Green Bay Packers, Sammy Watkins, one year, $4 million. Summer. So what did we say the other day about what we're going to wind up saying? Uh, was it about the Lakers coach situation? Hmm. What was it? The word okay. Oh, Lakers oh, coach. Lakers situation. coach, right? Lakers coach, okay. That they're going to get a coach. Okay. It's going to be Okay. Or, or okay, okay, okay. Got that okay. Right now, Devontae Adams gone. This move isn't okay. Yeah, okay, okay. okay. But fear not, Packers. Fear not, Packers fans. This is just part of it. I've got to believe it. I got to believe it. It's <laughs> just part of it. Hold on a minute. <laughs> I don't think they that. clearly aren't going to pay top dollar. Although they offered it to him, and Devontae Adams was kind of like, too late. I've been trying to play with my college roommate and been dreaming about it. I'm going to go do it. I'm going to force the situation. I'm going to go do it. Too late. Your money's come too late for me to stick with Aaron Rodgers. And Packers fans hearing the Sammy Watkins is it we we didn't we weren't in on Tyreek Hill but we're getting the Jackson, other the other guy that was Jackson in that Heisome. Chiefs team Jackson Heisome, uh, Sammy Watkins we're gonna get the other one the other guy Put your hands Sammy together. I texted a couple of my Packers buddies <laughs> and they're like uh, and they just wrote back meh I know okay meh hold on a second okay. Okay. hold on a minute there's still time Two weeks from tonight. Two weeks from tonight. Brian Gutekunst will call in Gutekunst. and say, put on a card the name of a top wide receiver in this year's draft, and he will use it on a first-round pick, and he's going to remove that stain from the Aaron Rodgers record of not having any first-round wide receiver selected for him. That ends two weeks from tonight. I don't know about that. If it doesn't, then we can come in and go, meh, or yeah. even worse. Meh. Blech. Now there'll be another M word with multiple syllables <laughs> that are unmentionable as well. But it's going to happen. <laughs> there will be a pick on draft night, two weeks from tonight, where Packers fans will go, "Okay, okay, okay." <laughs> but right now, <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> I mean, Charles Davis is predicting it's Penn State's Jahan Dotson. That would be that would be an okay. Here we go. I mean, if, if Aaron Rodgers gets Dotson to throw to, that's okay. That would be <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah. That would be good. That would be a nice start. And Sammy? Shammer. Let's go. So right now? Shammer. Okay. We'll take a break here. We'll set up tomorrow's program. we got what? a ton of guests on tomorrow's program. We're loaded. Loaded. Great news update, Chris. Well done. 
What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Peacock is the exclusive streaming home of Yellowstone. You betcha it is. Head to the ranch and stream all four seasons of the record-breaking hit series with Kevin Costner and more. Go to PeacockTV.com to sign up now. Callaway Rogue ST Driver. Every single golf equipment company claims to be longer off the tee, but this is the real deal, folks. Callaway's new Rogue ST Driver is the only one built to completely bomb it. The ST stands for Speed Tuned, and that's what makes it Callaway's fastest, most stable driver ever. A new tungsten speed cartridge it's engineered with gives you more speed on off-center hits and provides more forgiveness thanks to high MOI. There's four different styles of Callaway Rogue ST drivers. I use the Max, great combination of distance and forgiveness. If you want a dedicated draw model, there's that. There's the Max D for that. The Max LS gives you stronger trajectory, more neutral ball flight, more low spin. The Rogue ST Triple Diamond LS, folks, you got to be uh, really good to use one of those. <laughs> or, you know, if you want to be uh, like the tour players or you think you can be like one, that's your stick. Callaway's thought through every aspect of speed, so all you got to do is go rogue. Find your rogue ST driver at callawaygolf.com slash go rogue. The latest episode of Just Getting Started has hit. You guys, uh, your latest episode of the basketball podcast dropped last night. Um, Susie's guest this week, Susie Schuster, with her. This is pretty cool for her, I know. This means a lot for her. Uh, Leslie Visser's her mentor. Mm -hmm. Remember the photograph after uh, Madden passed away? We showed that oh, photograph the, of uh, all the female journalists right, with them. getting ready to get, you, you know go on a, a tour of New well, York City using, using using the Madden <laughs> Cruiser. Well, you know, obviously Leslie Visser knew Madden for a very long time, and Susie's known Leslie Visser since those days. And so Leslie Visser, who's receiving this year's Lifetime Achievement Award at the Sports Emmys. Uh, in May was, is Susie's guest this week. Great stories, amazing origin stories, including her time with the Boston Globe back in the day. I went to the Globe uh, in the summer, and um, it was fantastic. I um, they they started me. Uh, they hired me when I graduated. I worked in the summer, and then okay, let's see. People love embarrassing stories, right? So okay, here's one. And this was unfortunately uh, the Globe made me the first woman to cover the NFL as a beat. And um, the Patriots were not the gold standard that they are now, but they were really good the year I covered, first year I covered them in 76. So they had a coach, Chuck Fairbanks, who was like this stoic Scandinavian from the Midwest. He coached at Oklahoma, Colorado. So um, let's see, before, uh, oh yeah, before the Patriots played Miami, who were great then, right? The Dolphins of the 70s. 
uh, I said to Chuck Fairbanks, um, well, who's going to start at left tackle? He had two players, uh, Tom Neville and Bob McKay. And I said, well, who's going to start? And he said, well, neither one can play the position. So I go driving back to the Boston Globe. I'm going to win a Pulitzer. The coach of the New England Patriots says nobody can defend Steve Grogan against the Miami defense. I drive back a thousand miles an hour in my AMC Pacer, look like a little big <laughs> potato, all glass. I, oh my God, this is the greatest, right? So the Globe comes out the next day and it's, you know, huge headlines, right? Coach says neither one can play the position. My phone started ringing at 5.30 in the morning. Words you don't read in the Bible. What the F? What the hell is wrong with you? I said, either one can play the position. Oh, oh that's brutal. <laughs> it was the end so of my career. I was 21 years old. I called Will McDonough, like any right-thinking person. I was crying. I was sobbing. I was like, Will, what am I going to do? Will said, you, to use one of your words, you get your ass down to practice right now, and you get there before everybody, and you stay there all day, and you take it. Unfortunately, the joke went on the entire year. I know. Can you imagine that? Entire year. Either, neither. Wow. So many stories just like that, just getting started <laughs> wow. with Susie and Leslie Visser. Like, I just felt that pain just hearing <laughs> that too. story. <sighs> just some great stories. She's, wow. uh, She's seen it all. one of a kind. Yeah. And check it out where all podcasts can be acquired on the Cumulus Podcast Network. Fun show today, gents. Fun hey, guys, show today. It's Pete Rose's birthday today. Oh. Wow. 81. Man, wow. I would have took the under. And Baker Mayfield. I was making a gambling joke. Neither you guys one of these Ohio, Ohio, one of these, no, no, well done. Neither one of those Ohio guys would scratch the belly of a dog. <laughs> Come on, Baker. <laughs> uh, taking out Kershaw yesterday, Rich, 70% dumb. <laughs> well, you think it's 100% dumb. You're saying 70% voting yeah, for that. Got it. For Just make sure we got that straight. Dumb, yeah. Friday, we'll see you on Friday, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> 